Previously on Anything Goes. Uh-huh. No, I, I have a little bit of a problem with a lot of that. I have a little bit of a problem with a, with a community of, uh, you know, specific comedy fans, policing comedy. I have a problem with them, you know, passing judgment or, or, or collectively taking shots at certain comics. Uh, because, you know, one thing that I know and this, you know, and I, again, I've been the guy that said, fuck that guy, you know, he's a hack or whatever, is that there are some guys out there that a lot of people don't know that, you know, are, are, are really doing something unique and doing something whole and, 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 uh, and, and, and professional and funny that, you know, that they just sort of get dismissed. And, I, and it, it's a sad thing. Yeah, everyone can have their opinion, but we're, they're, they're no, it doesn't need to be lines drawn, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I mean, I, I said it in the car. My, my whole position on it is that as long as they know what they're doing, and for example, you know, if you're a prop act and you know you're a prop act and you just want to do your show, entertain the audience, get your money and go home, which a lot of my prop act friends are like, they're not about social change or making a point or how many prop act friends I have. I have a lot, okay? How many can fit into a fucking trunk? That's how many prop act friends I have. But all my point is, is like, they're not thinking they're Bill Hicks. They're a juggler or they're, you know, this is a guy who talks about his family, very kind of Foxworthy type. He doesn't think he's Bill Hicks. I have no problem with that. My only problem is when someone goes on stage, thinks they're making social commentary or being dark and edgy, and they're not. You know, that's my problem. If they're the only one thinking it, who cares? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe I just care talking, too much. No, but then you're just really talking about a guy who's annoying because you know when he gets off stage right. and you got to deal with him I, in the green room. I guess that is what it is. Yes, that's <laughs> that's my thing. It's not like he's being celebrated as anything. No. I mean, you know, clearly you're talking about somebody that who knows who he is, and you know, is he you know is he being celebrated for that? No. Is he celebrating himself? Yeah. Is yeah. that annoying as a comic sitting in a green room with that guy? Yeah. Right. So it's a personal thing. Yeah. <laughs> But I, you know, I've also been accused of being too serious, so maybe I got. Yeah, we're all kind of serious, you know. And now, let's get to a new exciting show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? Don't touch that dial. It was molested, and it brings back horrible memories. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. And Kathleen McGee. And I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you. Can you dig it? So, uh, how did uh, everybody get over the uh, uh, the election hubbub? I'm just sick of it. I don't care anymore. Like, just yeah. be quiet. Move on, everyone. <laughs> like, I don't... The saga needs to end, and America needs to start fixing itself. Yeah, it just screams of, like, sore losers that you know that if it was done, it's sort of like, how can you want them to keep counting votes in one state, but then you want another state to stop counting votes, and then, you know, you, you still... And first of all, how did, if, if it's rigged, then how did Mitch McConnell get reelected in, in Kentucky? You know, well, he's like the one what? person that has like stopped more progress uh, on the Democratic side. He's the one that blocked everything that Barack Obama ever wanted to do. You think if you were going to take one guy out, that would be the one guy, and he got back in again. And you know, and if you're going to rig it, why rig it like such a with such a small margin in between? You know. You're gonna rig it, rig it well. And the fact you that, that it Hillary had been being like, recount, recount, I'm the winner, I'm the winner. Can you imagine? 
the gall of a woman even. To... Right, yes. Yeah, oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm just, you know, my whole thing is it, whether it's rigged or not rigged, I don't even care anymore. Like four years ago, they said it was rigged. Right, and, and he, he won. won. Yeah. And he won. So, and now it's rigged and he lost. You can't have it both ways. Right, well, that's what the, that's what they want. It's sort of like when, you know, it's like, oh, I want, it's, it's social media. It's like, I just want the news that I believe. I want it, I want right. the votes to be counted as long as my guy wins. It's, it's like, that's, it doesn't work that way. You lost and, you know, it's just, it just screams of sore losers. Well, speaking of social media, something very interesting. So today I watched a couple episodes of, of Dave Letterman's new show uh, on Netflix. And uh, so I watched Dave Chappelle, great episode, of course, as you expect. Um, and then I watched uh, Lizzo, another great episode, like so great. Uh, I mean, I liked Lizzo before, like everything she stood for. She comes across so great in it. And it shows even a, even more of a side that I didn't know about her, which was great to see. And then I watched the Kardashian one. And I will say this, it's she is not as much as a horrible person as that show might have made her out to be or the idea of Kim Kardashian. But when I was when I found out she has 168 million followers on Instagram. That was shocking to me. Well, well why, is that, why is that a shock to you? Because what, like we're talking about this whole idea about politics. I bet tomorrow she could go into politics and really make a run for it when she has that many followers on her Instagram. Because well, that's power. Politics, not crazy like Kanye West. Like, uh, And that's what I'm saying. Like she, she comes across really good in this, really smart. You know, a little, little guarded, but that's fine. And, you know, way smarter than the idea of what the Kardashians is, you know, that kind of image. But 168, that's, that's fucking power, man. That was pretty shocking. Uh, yeah, but think of how many of those people on, on her Instagram are just waiting for bikini shots and just want to fuck her. Doesn't I don't matter. Think, I don't think that, well, yeah, sure that matters. I don't want to necessarily fuck the person that I want to have run the country. Well, I mean, what example? I hope a woman never wins, Dave. <laughs> that's, not, that's not true. I mean, I mean well, that's exactly it. Every, every, every woman is always like, oh, is this guy fuckable for you? Is this a fuckable leader for you? Well, because we never have a woman in, in a leadership role. So when a woman finally gets into a leadership role, she will be, is she fuckable? It will be a question. I'm sure well, people have already said, is Kamala Harris fuckable? I guarantee you that's already been brought up. Well, I mean, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, sure, because that's the way it works. <laughs> no, but we're, we're living in a visual medium. I mean, that's where it's, that's always, people's appearance is always going to uh, be brought up when it, it comes to like, I mean, just even the idea, how many times did they say? Uh, Biden is very fuckable. He is very fuckable, Biden. I'm, I'm not kidding. I had a sex dream about Biden, <laughs> like a while okay. ago. All right. So did I. Oh, <laughs> No, I'm, I'm just saying, when they say... He turned me down because of my micropenis, so... <laughs> but when they say that someone looks presidential, what does that really mean? You know, I mean, that's like, you know, when they That say, they have a oh, sense of grace, that they have a sense of decorum, that they can handle themselves in a professional manner, no matter what's thrown at them. And that's why people think that Trump is not very presidential, because yeah. of those exact qualities. Right. Well, all my point is about 
the reason I brought up the 168 million followers is that yeah, there's some that are just hoping she's got a tit shot here and there. That's the that's the the small margins. Uh, I don't. I doubt. I doubt that. I'd say. And I don't because I say any guy on there is that's why they're following, not for some political opinion. Well, product, and as they said in this episode, and excels four million in an hour. That's power in the real world. I don't care if she's fuckable or not. That's power in the real world because that's business. And that's what kind of makes the world go round. So with 168 million followers, I don't care how many want to fuck her, if they want to buy your products, that's power. Oh, but you're talking about her going into politics. Yes, and what I'm saying is that that's, there's, there's going to be, if she went into politics, I'm not saying she would win, but I bet she would make a good run for it with that number of followers. Because I don't think all 168 million are dumb fucking hillbillies who want to fuck her. I don't. I think some of her... Yeah, some of them are very successful people that are, are yeah. high up in business that still want to fuck her. Some of them are women that are inspired by her. Right. And sure. she's an amazing person and is actually a really good voice for people, especially women. Right. right. I, I, yeah, I just don't, I don't necessarily equate... Uh, Instagram followers to voters, but I mean, but you should though, because Instagram followers are real people. Yeah, yeah, sure they are, but I mean, you know, that I mean, who, if, if who she only had three million, if she had three million, I know what you're understand what you're saying, Dave. But you can't say 168 million followers are all people who just want to fuck her. It's no, just I not never possible. said all. I said half, and I said every half. guy on there. Oh my god, Dave, you sound like such an asshole. No way. <laughs> Then why doesn't Oprah? Uh, I mean, Bill Maher suggested Oprah Winfrey running. Doesn't want to. Yeah, I don't. Well, okay, we don't know if Kim wants to either. But I mean, I'm not saying that she's dumb. I mean, if she was dumb, she would have been put out of business a while ago. She would have has been a has been by now. She's. I don't think Kim Kardashian is dumb. I don't think Kim Kardashian is dumb. She's just a vapid, bad person. Well, I, I think she's just a, a a victim of the sort of social media world that she's been brought up in. I mean, that's. Or, you know, likes mean more to her than anything, you know? it's Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I support her or I like her. It's all okay, Darren. You support her, you like her. That's yeah. fine. All, all I'm saying is I was shocked by that number no. because I know what comedy clubs do when someone's only got 5,000 followers, <laughs> let alone 168 million, what the real world would think about that. Well, I mean... Yeah, how long How many? How long could Kim Kardashian stay on stage and, and just talk and we'd probably, you know... I don't think she's going to be going into stand-up. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, the old phrase of, you know, you get the most famous person in the world, and after five minutes, you're sort of like, okay, come on, Jack Nicholson, what are you doing? Yeah. Right. But, I mean, I, I, that number doesn't surprise me, but I don't know, yeah, what's... You know, hey, she, you know, she, she, makes, she makes money out of looking the way that she does. And prison reform, I mean, she, that's something that she's interested in as well. 100%, so that, yeah, I, yeah. I, I give it all, all up for prison reform. There should be, you know. Yeah, she can take her followers and her power that right. maybe has been accumulated in ways that we may not think is like the best way or the hardest working way that she did it. You know, to me, I talked to my wife about this. It's very much like I'm this old guy, get off my lawn, kid. This is a new paradigm that we're all walking through. And it's like when they first invented personal computers, there was a bunch of old guys going, fuck that, we can count the money this way and we don't need computers. And of course, look where we are. And I just think it's a, it's a new paradigm and I don't know where it's going. I, I personally don't like social media that much. I don't like the idea of numbers counting and all that, yeah. but that's the world that we live in. That is important. Right. 
all those old guys are making grandpa porn on Pornhub. That's what they're, uh, that's what they're doing now. Yeah, well. I honestly wonder if people would have a better opinion of Kim Kardashian if she wasn't associated with Kanye West. Uh, if she didn't marry him and she was, I, like, I literally think that, like, he makes her look dumb. Like, he makes her look bad. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, she's not yeah. dumb. She's not. She's actually pretty intelligent. She's go. You can't be stupid and go to law school. Right. No. I. I mean. I. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah. I don't think she does. I don't think he does her any favors. And it's sort of like. But I mean, it's it. It does seem like a marriage that's sort of made out of. Um, uh, you know, to just to build their brands together. You know, they're both trophy wives to each other or trophy husbands. You know. Yeah, and that's gross that's why it's gross <laughs> yeah but i mean i think I, th I think if she if i think if we knew so, uh, kim kardashian for something other than keeping up with the kardashians being married to kanye west like i'm not a, i don't know her i, I don't follow her i'm not a fan mm -hmm. so i don't i just associate her with all the crazy stuff that makes yeah, me too bad. me too like i don't know very much about her and i wasn't expecting to like this episode of letterman because i'm like what is he even doing talking to her and maybe that's my own fault because once i watch it i'm like you know she doesn't come across like a horrible person she's got a story that's pretty shocking some of the shit that she had gone through well yeah her and, dad freed oj you know and not just that but you know some other things associated with that and divided the family she was 13 at the time that's not an easy time you know, there's all these things that make me feel like, okay, she hasn't had an easy run, even though she's rich and whatever. But that still doesn't mean I want to go out and buy her products or follow her on Instagram. But I don't, I'm going to try not to judge. Be? What's that? What products would those be that Kim Kardashian promotes well, that would? Look at the Kims. Yeah, I was going to say, her version of Spanx, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I support that. I support that. Yeah. I think men should be wearing skims more. I think men should have to start being worried if they're lumpy in their shirts or, you know, I think they should have to start shaping themselves a bit. Well, I, I mean, yeah. And, and I'm sure. People made fun of people made fun of people wearing masks five years ago. You might be onto something there. Five yeah. years from now, guys should be like, you know, putting that sausage casing on. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, I don't know. Then, then, then women shouldn't have a sense of humor. It's the first thing they, we look for in a man, because every guy is going to be like, "Well, I can't get more fit, but I'll I'll take some improv classes or some stand-up <laughs> classes, and maybe that'll work." You know? Yeah, that old one. No woman has ever been like, "Oh, you do improv?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you're going to chop up a body. That's what I see when I hear improv. <laughs> I used to always think, like, what what religious outfit outfit do you see in public? that makes you like more like, ooh, whoa, what's that? Like if I see, if I see a, like, I don't can't remember the last time I saw a priest with the collar just walking around. Like if I saw that, I'd be like, whoa, what's that guy doing? What's, Not what's counting Halloween? There? Not counting Halloween? A long time. Uh, no, just even out in public, just walking around. Well, that's my point. I've yeah. seen it as a costume on Halloween. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. But, but other than that, no, I don't, I don't ever remember seeing that. There's nuts in my neighborhood. See, I, I don't think I've ever actually seen a nun walking around oh, yeah, doing unshit. They they just walk. I don't really see them. I think that's all nuns do is walk, and then they go and pray. <laughs> they live right down the lane from me. Now, do, do they handle money? Yeah, they must handle money. Yes, can they go get yes, a coffee if they yes, want to? Yes. Oh, no, no, no. God is their sugar daddy. They don't need money. 
Oh, I don't know how it works. I, I never see them with a purse or anything. So they're on a leash. They're on a leash, Dave. Yeah. On God's leash. Yeah. Yes. On God's leash. Yeah. yeah exactly. They have a, a Jesus's ball gag is in their mouth. So <laughs> I want to know where you got that. Uh, I got it at a superstore. Fuck! They just—they're not making any of it in Ontario. This you know what's really province. weird? And and then, and and me and my wife, Brandy, I keep saying, saying me and Brandy. Um, we're talking about this because of your posts about that. For whatever reason, diet pop, other than like Pepsi and Coke, is getting really hard to find. Which I don't is know why that surprising. is. I know. Why? Well, that's something to do with the pandemic, but I don't know understand how a pandemic affects diet pop. I guess I heard like the cans aren't being made because of aluminum. Like I don't know if we're going into World War Three or something. We gotta conserve aluminum. I love Fresca, and it is so fucking hard to get Fresca anywhere. I've had lots of Fresca here. Well, you guys in the fucking Ontario. I'm getting Honestly. a crazy. I'm getting a crazy soda pop boner just watching you. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't. It's one of those things. What's what is more sexy? You holding it or just it being there? I think. Well, I like your t-shirt too, but um, I gotta practice my burping. Uh, uh, there you go. Because I'm doing a podcast with Christina Walkinshaw right after this. Yes. Uh, where we're burping off. Now, if, okay, if you found out that you were dating a guy with a burping fetish and you couldn't burp very well, would you try to uh, burp harder? Like, would you go no, to like, a public you park? No, I'd probably just see number and be like, you'd like her more. <laughs> <laughs> she's your dream girl. <laughs> I know, but you know maybe, maybe she's taken or something like that. You know that Christina Lankajaw has an OnlyFans where she burps. Yes. Yeah. And she... Yeah. So I have my OnlyFans where I show my boobs and she burps and but she has something like 70 followers now. I only have 22. Well, but she, in, in her defense, there are, are a lot of boobs out there, but there yeah. aren't a lot of girls that can burp at will. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, like, hers is, mine's 50 bucks a month. Not a lot of guys are like, oh, she's not worth 30 bucks. <laughs> but how long do you have to subscribe for? You once you pay it once, you see them all, and then you can either not resubscribe or you can stay and see them continue. Oh, okay, it, all right. Just, yeah. So if you really want to see my boobs, it's only going to cost you fifty dollars American. Okay, all right. And then, like each month, they pay fifty dollars to stay on board. Right. Yeah. Right. And then the cool ones tip on pictures. They'll like if they like a picture, they'll give me five bucks or something. Right. <laughs> And you're, and, not, and you're not worried what? about one day that if you type in, like, Google Kathleen McGee nude, one of your subscribers has taken your photo and uploaded it somewhere? Honestly, like, all the pictures on there, I look really good. And the fact that I'm 39 years old and, like, people want to see me topless, I mean, I'm pretty happy with that. Okay, <laughs> okay. You, would, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't feel betrayed or anything like that? Or, now, or who's like, taking the pictures, Kathleen? Me. So you're just selfieing them? Yeah, I have a. I also have a thing that has a remote that if I want, okay. I haven't gotten too technical with it yet. Right, right. And, uh, I don't know. It's just like uh, it, it, the other funny part is like I've sent so many topless pictures when I was single to random dudes that those would have gotten out, and I never sent one that I'm like. I always was like, would I be mad if this got out? Would I be right. like that? And then I'm like, no, 
that's a good picture and i sent it so now i'm actually making money off of that to, to me right. that's what you have to do if you can honestly say that to me it's like an album if someone's yeah. from me whatever am i happy it's there and that's out there i'm okay with that i think that's yeah. that's the positive way to look at it well yeah. just because someone bought it once yeah just give, making copies for people but yeah i mean yeah it's I mean, I think it says something that no one's shared a photo in all these years. What nice, gentlemanly, kind people that you <laughs> dated. I wonder what they all had in common. I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> I have no idea. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just, I think that that's a real dick move, though. I think a lot of guys know that that's a disgusting move. Yeah, that's a dick, yeah, there's a, yeah, but the <laughs> internet was built on dick moves, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's screaming, sharing. When you see revenge porn, that's fake, Dave. That's not like some guy taking his girlfriend center. That's that's because that's very illegal. We, oh no, I've never looked at. I don't support revenge porn. I've never looked but at. But like that's porn. a that's a genre that's popular. Yeah, oh, I know and, it is. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's not. It's not real. It's like the bang bus. It's all fake. Mm -hmm. There's because it's very very illegal to do that to somebody to like to, to share their new pictures uh it is now it is now well how I are think, they gonna I learn think, a lesson i think in the very beginning like i don't i've never watched any revenge porn either it's so all, I yeah. think in the very beginning i don't think it was fake i think until the laws got changed i think there may have actually been a fair amount of revenge porn out there well, i'm sure there, there was being very shitty and of course luckily Times change and we get rid of it. And now, like you said, it's like bang bus. What a bus just picks people up and they start, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, where do you, where, sorry. No, go ahead. I was done. Oh, no, but Kathleen was saying. Oh, she's, she's uh, tapped out sure. for a second. She's gone silent. But where do you draw the line at revenge porn? Like, what mm -hmm. is revenge porn? I mean, if you have a sex assault on, I'm just saying that there's more ways that videos like this in that genre could come out other than someone redistributing like uh, consensual photos that they got from a, a, a girlfriend at one point. Well, I think revenge porn is like the Paris Hilton. Right. The Kim Kardashian. That is actually, I think that's where, when it all started to be like this, we got to make this illegal. But, but there's... To me, anytime someone sends a photo, yeah. if I if I if we were dating and I sent you my photo and then we're not dating, I think in the eyes of the law, as soon as I say you shouldn't be allowed to send that out, that should be the date from that point forward. If you send it out, that's a form of revenge porn for me. I once let I once let a boyfriend film me giving him a blowjob, and then as soon as we were done, I'm like, delete it, delete it, <laughs> get it out of here, get out, delete it off of everything. Right. Yeah. Because I don't need that circulating. I don't want that circulating. <laughs> well, there's no good use behind that footage, really. I mean, that's not like someone else is going to see it and go, oh my God, I got a great idea. I can cure cancer now. Right. But so it's, it's like, only, yeah, it's only for if someone gets famous. Yeah. Right. Well, I don't like think I think if, if I think if you're going out with someone and they send you a photo and it's, you shouldn't show it to anybody. You know, it should literally be. I mean, I've never shown any photo that's been given to me uh, in uh, confidence. So, and I've <laughs> never, I've never had one sent to me. So it's oh, it's okay. Well, easy. You're missing out. Kathleen looks like she's like doing one of those eye rolls. Like I can't. <laughs> it froze on you with your eyes closed. 
So it looked like you were giving me one of those, like, give me a break. <laughs> Holy shit. You send not all not, your shit out. Talking, I am doing that. <laughs> no, I don't. This is Anthony Jeselnik. That's right, Anthony Jeselnik. You're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost on XM Radio's Laugh Attack. That's right, Anthony Jeselnik. Yeah, you and Dane Alexander. So. <laughs> like, I've never gotten any kind of picture sent to me ever, like even when I was single, because the internet wasn't the same back then as it is obviously now. But yeah, I still, and it wouldn't yeah, work. Yeah. yeah, it was all black. It was like watching Super Channel scramble porn. It, it was like a sketch. They sent yeah. you a sketch through the a window. hand-drawn sketch. But I still, I mean, I know it's been talked to death. I still will never understand the dick pic. The unsolicited dick pic, I will go to my grave just not fucking understanding it. I don't understand them either, and I get them. Well, but yeah, so, but what, but I mean, is that like when a guy says that, hey, this is what I have to offer? I don't think a woman's ever like, oh, okay. I mean. I think that's what they must be thinking. Right. Like, I, some guy just sent one on me to my Instagram a couple days ago, and it blurs it, and I'm like, I don't know what this is. And, but no message. Like, not even a, how do you do today? This is my penis. It was just, here's my dick. And then I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, maybe you forgot like, to send the message, does this look infected? <laughs> That's what I would say. I yeah, I dick pics are not like I mean I don't if I want them I don't mind getting them. But uh I'm I'm not a fan of somebody that just is like, yo, here's my dick. But where do they draw the line? Like what could you what should be someone allowed to do with that dick pic once it's sent to them? Should they be allowed to make it public and then shame that person? No, I will no. tell you what women do is we show it to our girlfriends and we are like, look at that. Look at how right. big it is and look at how small it is. I mean, I was at Gay Pride with Christina Walkinshaw once and uh, one, one of my exes, I said, can you send us a dick pic because I want to show these men. I've told them about your dick. And then they, he's like, okay. And they did and the guys were like, holy shit. <laughs> so, I don't know. I asked him Oh, I didn't. I didn't share it with the world. I just showed it to a group of people. That wasn't unsolicited. I mean, like you said, you got one two days oh. ago from some stranger. And yeah. I, I, I've read, you know, a bunch of Facebook posts of women who like sometimes they post them on their Instagram to shame, yeah. or, or you know, message their mother and say, "Hey, your son's doing this." All this kind of shit. And I, I wonder where the line is of what's you know fair and what's probably going too far. If they're going too far, if they're I think when it becomes harassment, like if someone sends me one picture, yeah. that's that's their awkward way of flirting with me. It's not a good way of doing it, but it's right. and it work. But like it's and it's gross. But if it, I'm not going to be like, look at this asshole. I'm not going to shame him. Like let, uh, people are weird. People do weird shit. But if somebody is constantly sending it to me, if I've said please stop doing this and they continue to do it, right. well, then I would definitely take a screenshot and share that with everyone. What if you dress it up like Freddy Krueger? <laughs> Just melt the face. Yeah, and then, and, and then and then he says, "Those burns are real." <laughs> and then you date him, and then everything gets uh, weirder. I think it's like any time that it's become harassment or it's really like affecting your life that's when it gets bad but some people are just dumb and don't know how to flirt well and yeah I think, but I, you know i mean i think that's always sort of yeah i mean i guess yeah i tried to do it once and she told me that i should get that skin tag removed 
And you're like, skin tag, that is my cock. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so gross. It is. Do you want to try some Okay, we'll get to it in a second, but I'm always surprised. Like, I, I, some people that put themselves out there kind of sexually get dick pics. That's one thing. I'm not saying it's right, but, you know, they have a certain kind of style or whatever edge to them. That's what they get from dudes. But then it's just like everyone I know that's a woman, people are very, like, conservative online. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying, you know, she wears it, she deserves it, that shit. I'm just saying women that aren't even that sexual online. Well, I, I don't know how to say it. No, but a lot of people can get more sexual online because there isn't this sort of face-to-face -face thing. Right. I, mean, I think people send a lot of stuff in, in, a, in a hope to get something back. And sometimes people can let their more perverted side out online and in person or over the phone or even in a text. Well, I have said before, do you want me to show this to my boyfriend or something like that? Or do you want me to show this to my fiance? And right, right. You know, and it is weird. It is very weird because it, like, it's very clear that I'm engaged to somebody. It's very clear that I'm with somebody, and and guys still send me messages like that, and I'm just like, what's wrong with you? And are these people that know you, or just I don't even know, like this person that I don't even think follows me. Right. I don't know. I I, I don't. But have isn't the it weird that like so now you're you you've openly admitted it to your fiance and all this. But now you're still, as a woman, going to get messages at 3 o'clock in the morning from, from guys that know that you have a fiancé. And to me, it's just, it's, it's so weird. Well, it is this weird thing because they'll be like, oh, well, you put six sexy pictures out there, so you must. I'm like, maybe I just want to put sexy pictures out there. Yeah. I do, maybe I do like attention, but not like, I don't need dick attention. <laughs> like, I don't know what to, it's. I can understand why people can get mixed messages from stuff like that. I get right. it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if I have an OnlyFans, like I understand that. Yeah. But like you know, it, I'm I'm not quiet about being in a relationship, so I don't know why people. Yeah, but, just, but like, every a lot of times, a lot of guys think they're like, oh, I'm gonna be the one. And yeah, that breaks it up. Look what oh, and look what oh, look I got this, and then wait until you see my car, or wait until you see the house that I live in, and wait until you see. Like, uh, I don't know, me with my shirt pulled up or some shit like that. You know, it's like... I had a dude on Poshmark. I don't know what that is. I don't I don't know what that is either. And perfect time for her to blank out. I don't know what Poshmarks is. I don't... I, Poshmart? Like M-A-R-T? Or, I don't know, or Marks? I don't know. She'll come back. I think I think it's M-A-R-T. Popmart? Poshmark. Oh, it's like where you can sell your clothes. Oh yeah, right. Okay, yes, yes. I still don't know, but I've heard of it now that you said that. Yeah. Like I bought, I bought a pair of boots from it, and I, I haven't sold anything on it yet, but I'm going to if I get. It was like Bill Murray's face more than anything. But some dude sent me a message, and he's like, uh, "I'd love to discuss any topic with you anytime." I'm like, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> right. Who's using Poshmark to meet women? But to me, it's like in the in the eighties and nineties when I was, you know, trying to date and I wasn't married. Once I found out someone had a boyfriend or was, you know, a fiance, to me, it's over, it's done. But it doesn't seem like it's that way today. You know oh, what I mean? I think, Am I just old, old guy fifty? Yes, yes, you are. Uh, I, I think, but always guys have always been like, oh, you're married, happily married. Right. You know, there's always, it's like, you know, you always, 
Every guy thinks, and also a lot of people are in shit relationships, and if a guy thinks, oh, I can save you from this, it's like every guy that, like, dates a stripper, you know? He's like, oh, I'm going to save you from this lifestyle. When right. you realize, it's like that moment when you realize that, like, oh, right, she doesn't need to be saved. But a lot of guys never realize that. And a lot of guys, you know, aren't as respectful as you, Darren. But also the world is, like, completely <laughs> different now. Like, it used to be, like, you would meet someone in your social circle or in your city. But right. now you meet someone anywhere in the world and you can meet 10 people a day. And, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can go on eight dates a week. As a woman, as a guy, you might not be able to afford that. <laughs> right. But but it is. It's like there's a huge pool, and and people just some people just want to stay in that pool. Well, some people also meet at the grocery store. I remember when people used to say that. Like I never it's went to the grocery store. It's rare that people meet in person, though. Yeah. Pardon? It's rare that people meet in person. Like yeah. I met Adam. Yeah. Right. On Tinder before we met in real life, I didn't realize it because I met him. Met him at a comedy show. He's in the front row. And then he came up to me after. And then uh, he said, oh, we met on Tinder about seven months ago. But I messaged you late at night. And you were like, are you high? And I was like, I better not message her anymore. <laughs> and then, yeah. Then, but then we met in real life. So I, we met on Tinder and in real life. But, you know. Yeah, that's a nice story. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, know, I get that it's different. I mean... I, you know, I, look, I'm, I'm happily married. I do kind of wish the internet was around in the late 80s, early 90s when I toured because life on the road wouldn't have been as lonely as it was. But the road is a very lonely place. Yeah, it's true. And I, and I know a lot of people use not just Tinder, but all these other things, plenty of fish, and not just the fuck, but just not to feel so lonely on the road. And I get it. Even Instagram is a very big dating app. Like, right. uh, a lot of people meet on Instagram. Well, I mean, but I mean, I think a lot of infidelity wouldn't have happened back then if people had such larger social circles than who you actually physically knew. Right. You know? It's sort of like, I think people can get caught. Uh, I think in some ways people can cheat easier and people can get caught easier with social media. But like back then, I mean... I, I know. I think you and I want. Well, you can get caught way easier now. I think uh, it's so. Oh man, it's like. No, but I mean, like back when I think you and I, when we were on on tour, um, uh, we watched that Ric Flair documentary, and Ric Flair was able to have two separate families. Yes. In the same city, yeah. and people's paths just didn't cross like right. they did back then. You know, it's sort of like. You know, you, maybe you had to worry a little bit when you were, you know, out, out in your own hometown. But he was also on the road so much as well. So, mm -hmm. but, you know, you could get away with, you know, you always hear those Dateline documentaries about men that have two families somewhere. Oh, yeah. I'm always like, man, you know. I doubt that happens as much anymore because that, yeah, that would be hard right. to have like an Instagram and then be like, <laughs> why don't you post any pictures of your family? <laughs> Yeah, or, yeah, right. or, uh, hey, how come you yeah, didn't post any pictures when you were on vacation or uh, when you were at that uh, uh, seminar in Cleveland of, like, oh, babe, it's Cleveland. You don't want to see that, you know? Oh, yeah, or, Dad, Dad, why don't you post pictures of me anymore? You yeah. Know? Yep. Like, <laughs> I'm not proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> like, where did you get that STD, you know? <laughs> This is Andy Kindler, and you're listening to Anything Goes on XM Radio. In case you had no idea what you were doing, that's what you're doing. Continue to do it. Let's 
25. Okay. 25. Okay. okay. All right. So what we're doing is uh, it's, a, it's a 20 um, list uh, where you give yourself one point for each thing you haven't done. We've done 10 so far uh, and we're at number 11 of this list and we'll put the list up on my, I'm assuming as a, as a, a little thing, mm -hmm. Dave, later, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it, we'll it'll it flash up here on yeah. the screen. So number 11 has gone zip lining. So we'll start with uh, Kathleen. Kathleen, have you ever zip lined? I have zip lined uh, in grade seven. We had to go to this thing called Birch Bay Ranch. It was like a grade seven, like orientation thing. Okay. And uh, you had to climb a wall and then you had to go across this, I think they're called Burma bridges or something. It's like a rope bridge. Yep, yep. And then you zip lined at the end. And I was a big girl. <laughs> So climbing the wall almost killed me. Right. Crossing that bridge almost killed me. But what really almost killed me was when I went on the zip line, I was so heavy that I hit the pole at the end. Oh. <laughs> Calculate. Then I, then I was like 13. Like flat? I hit it like with my shoulder. <laughs> oh. So I don't want to ever zip line again in my life. I don't care how light I am. <laughs> so that, that's the only time you've zip lined? Yeah. It would be. Okay. It was fun but it was just like not fun at the same time <laughs> there's, a huge, there's a huge story there's a huge zip line at um niagara falls right that one you, you've done that one so i i just want to say so i was there with who was i with maybe it was always oh, with adrian fish and we kept on watching that ride and we would just be like we have disposable income we <laughs> yeah yeah, no one ever has to make that decision of like, oh, should I feed my kids or go zip lining? But well, there, there probably are parents that are like that. So, have you zip lined, Dave? Uh, I zip lined in Mexico when I went on that wedding. It was an all inclusive, and it was like you could get these packages to go like go on an ATV. Yeah, um, the whole thing. Yeah, go zip lining, and I was probably driving for someone who's never really driven an ATV. I was easily driving it too fast, and Linda was with me, and uh, I, I started, I started to roll the ATV, and I was able to stop it with my leg, but Linda kind of fell off of it. Oh, and she was, she was okay, but then it was like one of those things where it was like, one of those moments of just like, I, I don't know what was going through her head. I, I could, she didn't want a zipline, but she did it anyways. I think it was just one of those like, oh fuck, am I gonna have to do this too? I'll never hear the end of it. It's like going to someone's parents for dinner, right? If you don't do it, you're gonna hear for it forever. So you just go through with it and right. then hope to get out alive on the other side. So I did go zip lining. It's hard not to look like uh, a, a special w wish kid when you're zip lining because they have you all all bunched in like that. Mm. It was fun, but I, I, I did kind of worry about falling and kind of puking, but uh, I guess it probably doesn't happen that much. So I, I went zip lining in Costa Rica uh, with a Brandy and then in Niagara Falls, and you're someone, I went, someone I went to university with works at that zip line and came and saw uh, my show in Niagara Falls and then invited and said my family could go. So I went and my two sons went with me and uh, we got to jump the line because huh, of showbiz. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Didn't have to pay for it. It was normally pretty expensive, and it was it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm glad I did it that way because I wouldn't want to wait through the line and pay as much money for what it was. Yeah, very expensive, but it was pretty amazing to do it beside Niagara Falls. And did you get to go over the falls? 
or no? No, you go by, you go down the side of it. Okay. 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 I don't know if I froze when I said that, but like I watched it, that thing with Adrian Fish, and we're both like, well, those are people with disposable income. Yeah. <laughs> That's not something everybody can do. No. No. Well, I mean, I jumped out of a plane once, but I think that's another question. And I've got no, a video Niagara somewhere. Falls. In Niagara Falls, the people that are on the zip line, you're like, oh, you have disposable income. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, one's, no one's like, hey, I found the five bucks. We can go yeah. there now. Yeah. 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 So uh, the number 12, which, of course, I don't think we have to even say is uh, being on TV, we can all say yes to that. Yes. Do you have anything that you were really embarrassed that you were on TV? Oh, well, Darren, you got like 80 stories of this. Fuck Things yeah. that you were embarrassed that you were on TV for? Oh, come on, man. I've got a whole career that I'm embarrassed about on TV. Oh, yeah. I've, that's what I'm saying. That even if we just picked our worst moments. When I was, did the, go, oh, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, Kathleen. No, go ahead. When I did the Sudbury Comedy Festival, like Eddie Delisepi and Trevor Boris were there and Deb Giovanni, and they did some sort of taping thing for the video on trial people. Okay. And it was just one video of a party and then there was a video of me being like my teeth are purple or something i it was stupid i looked like an idiot because i was drunk on wine <laughs> well yeah it's not a good story but that's the worst tv appearance ever worse. so yeah. uh dave what about you any tv you're embarrassed about before i talk for three hours uh, your local uh, resident stuff oh huh your your local resident appearances yeah on, on cb24 Oh no! You know what? That's the most. I'm. I'm the most proud of that. That's that's. I'm the most proud of. Maybe my comedy now, and then that is like. Actually, I put the city TV stuff over the comedy now. It's more recent, and there's a better story behind it. Uh, <laughs> what am I? Um, oh well, there was a show called Adventures in Comedy that I don't think. Oh yeah. Elvira Kurt that I did, which I don't think is out there. Canadian TV is great at making TV disappear. Like, yes. there's so many shows that the yes. Comedy Network, Canadian Comedy Network is done that you can't find anymore because they don't either they don't acknowledge it on their own network. Right. And these are shows that sort of like, I mean, I think you could probably put a best of Mike Bullard show together, couldn't you? Of clips of uh, people doing stand-up for sure. No, I'm surprised Brave hasn't picked that up. <laughs> well, I'm surprised. I yeah, they don't have to pay anyone. Nope. You know, they're not going to pay Mike again. No. Nope. And uh, so it's sort of like, I don't, and then Elvira Kurtz Adventures in Comedy. And I don't think they'll ever show that uh, match game again. No. Nope. Like, that's dead. Um, that was the thing that I remember, was it, was it, what was that guy's name? Jake? Some, anyway, it doesn't matter. But he was the one that kept saying, oh, there's a big thing coming for Canadian comedians. You've got to stay in Toronto. There's a big thing coming. And they found out it was the match game. And I'm like, oh, my God. Big, and, they, and they didn't even use that many Canadian comics. They used like Ice-T and other CTV people, uh, yeah. big stars, and then they padded it a little bit with Canadian comics. But there were Canadian comics that CTV loved. So it wasn't yeah, even regular, regular. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like out for everyone. Well, I think yeah. by the second time, by the time the second season came around, then they were like, oh, well, why don't we just use this show to promote our other shows? Yes. So everybody who was on it, whether they were, uh, yeah, like an Ice-T or... Yeah. Fucking Trevor Boris, we were like, oh, we're gonna, we'll just use this to promote our own shit. So, you know, it's it has an extra, yeah, it was a, and every, and, and Jake LeBeau had a meeting with everybody, so everybody got to post. Yeah. Just That's what Kathleen meeting. was talking about. That's yeah. what Kathleen just was had talking a about. Comedy Network meeting with Jake LeBeau. Fingers yeah. crossed, see what happens. Fuck and, yeah. that. Nothing. And then, <laughs> nothing. 
I would love to see the snatch game become a regular thing. You know, I would, like yeah. snatch, I would like to see the snatch game actually. Well, and that you should host Kathleen. <laughs> Gross. No, you know what the snatch game is, though, right, Dave? I know what match game is. No, the snatch game. I don't know what the snatch game is. It's on RuPaul's Drag Race. Every season, they do one episode oh, where all the, the drag queens impersonate someone, and it's always the best episode. In my, I love that episode. Okay, yes. Okay, I didn't know. I, I didn't know it, it was. That would be awesome if they made that a regular thing and had just drag queens doing a snatch game every week. I I saw one episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, and I couldn't believe what I was watching. It just seemed like the craziest thing on TV ever. Especially, I don't know. Do they still do that part with like you've got shemail? Do they still do that? Um, I don't think it does uh-huh. much. That's early on. That was like yeah. the very early on. And I know for a while they took alcohol away because it became a problem. But it's, I know people drink now, but uh, the early ones are, they are pretty racy, but it's good. It, it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. No, it was, it was funny, but just, you know, I just needed to see one episode and I was like, okay, I understand. So I have, I have two uh, things that I'm the most embarrassed about. Uh, the first thing I actually have on my YouTube page, it's me when I used to wear the funny clothes, and I'm on a Rogers TV interview, and it's so terrible. They actually call me by the wrong name, and I never correct them. Yeah. I just go with it, because you're just right. like, show business, show must go on. Okay, I'm Larry. I'm Larry in this. It's fucking horrendous, and I have it on my YouTube page. Uh, maybe we'll put a link at the end. And then the other thing is... So there was a show called Gutterball Alley. The whole point of Gutterball Alley was it was a bowling game show with a bunch of fucked up sketches. And whenever they need someone to go too far or something really super embarrassing, nobody else would do it. I had to do it. Or I was the one who said, I don't give a fuck. You're going to pay me? I don't care. So there's this thing where I'm choking on a dildo in one of the sketches or something. And there's a documentary called Idiocy, and they pulled a clip from Gutterball. I didn't even know that they did this. I'm watching the documentary, and <laughs> oh, look at these fucking idiots, and they show a clip of me fucking deep-throating a dildo, oh. and I'm like, oh my god, that's fucking, what am I, oh! Yeah. Yeah. Well, didn't they, didn't, didn't Angelo Saruga sit on a bunch of tomatoes? And yes, then- no, no, no. That that was, um, Angelo Sarukis was in Y underwear, okay, and he put they put grapes in his underwear, and he sat on a mesh chair. Yes. And all the juice would run out of the bottom of it into a cup. No. Yes. And then the person they had to put the grapes in Angelo's underwear. Oh my God. And then they'd sit down. There was a time limit, and depending how full you made the cup was how many balls you got to bowl with. And if you drank it at the end, you got an extra ball. Oh, my God. Oh, man. And what were the prizes on this? Because they could not have been worth it. Well, so at the end of it, there was always like, it was almost like a let's make a deal. There was three doors. Yeah. And one was always a trip to either Cuba or Dominican. Legitimate okay. prize. Right. One prize was like a CD pack from Universal, which had, I think, like, 30 or 40 CDs, so that wasn't terrible at the time. Oh, yeah. And then one prize, I think, was like a summer pass to all the concerts, House of Blues, at the Molson Amphitheater. So the prizes were actually legitimately pretty good. 
Yeah. There wasn't like a donkey prize or whatever they call that. There was a, there was one. Yeah, it was like some stupid like a spatula or something. But some of the prizes were legitimately good. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. No, I do remember that show, and it's uh, well, there was another. Uh, so that show and uh, what was that game show that they had with Stuart Francis? That oh, you bet that, your ass. Right. That that'll be that's disappeared. You can you yes. can't find that anywhere. That's fine though. I think so I was the thing on... about Gutterball Alley. Just a little bit of knowledge for everyone to know on, on just the business side of it. Gutterball Alley was actually a highly rated show on the Comedy Network at the time, and. Uh, they were going to have a deal with Warren Michaels with uh, his video company to get it released in America. This is before Jackass. But the comedy network was so embarrassed by the show that they killed it, even though it was highly rated, because they were too embarrassed. And literally, like, six months to a year later, Jackass came out, and they had no problem with Jackass for being embarrassed. Yeah. You can't let the people up there make the creative decisions. They're always wrong. They're always wrong. Right. Well, I think, you know, but I mean, if, if again, probably Comedy Central would have picked it up. Yes. To pick your show up. Yeah. I mean, the Jack Who, stuff. Who was the Comedy Network at the time? Wasn't it like someone's nanny? She used to be a nanny and she just got that job somehow or something? Didn't one guy get a job because he sold the head of the president a car or something like that? Yeah, that was the old story, yeah. Nothing to do with the entertainment industry. Nothing to do with the comedy industry. Just like some suit that was making the decisions. Right. I remember once I had a meeting, not a meeting, got a meeting. I was at the green room of the Yucks at the time, and the VP of uh, the Comedy Network came in to the green room and was, you know, acting like, oh, I'm, you know, somebody. And we started talking. I asked him, you know, what's your background? He goes, oh, I have, you know, a degree. And I'm like, a degree in what? History. And I'm like, history. Okay. And now you're at the Comedy Network? I mean, I don't understand. And it's like, you know, and he's like, well, did you go to school? I go, yeah. What do you have? A degree in marketing, which would probably makes sense in a TV play, but that's just the way it is. It never made sense. People's backgrounds and yeah. you, you just can't ever bank on it. No, no. I mean, yeah, no, I remember both of those people were some of the, I know two of those people you're talking about. They were the easily the most unfunny people in the world, but you know, you know but uh, I did one of those daytime shows too. I think I was promoting a show at the Rivoli or something like that. And very two people that, you know, were very up and peppy, you know, they were, a lot of coffee or a lot of vitamins and to that uh, that daytime show, the one on Rogers. Yeah. You did yeah. Yeah. But Dave, you seem to forget some TV that if I were you, I probably would be the most embarrassed about. <laughs> What's that? Think long that and hard, Dave. That documentary? No, 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 not the documentary. No. Dave. Come on, man. Uh really? I yeah. can't wait to find out. Uh, the Being Frank show? You oh, the fucking... Being Frank show. Walk that out? That's fine. Oh, that, I'm, I'm okay with the Being Frank show. That wasn't. That was a great experience, though, even though the whole appearance wasn't didn't go over very well. But I'm, I was happy to be on the show. That was fun. That was a disaster. That was the, you know, Frank's one of those, he has mob ties. You're not going to uh, get to the <laughs> goofy with him. But. Is that the guy that ate, eats baby bones? Is that the guy? Is that the baby bone eater? The baby bone know. eater. Uh, my character, Vito. <laughs> Vito D'Amico. Yeah. Yeah, I took like Vito D'Amico's a real guy, but I also have a character <laughs> where he sells kid bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sells the bones of little children. He doesn't care where they. Hey, my name's Vito D'Amico. I sell kid bones. Hey, I don't know where they came from, but if you want them, I'll give them to you. 
I'll leave them in a parking lot somewhere. You can pick them up. I need a bag of cash. These kid bones are yours. <laughs> I, I went to the Being Frank show, and I live tweeted while watching how terrible it was. And then they threatened me with a lawsuit if I didn't take the pictures and, the, and my tweets down. It I think was fucking I would, nuts. I would be happy with a lawsuit from Frank D'Angelo. Oh, I, I wish I didn't do it now, yeah. Yeah, I think I would be happy with a lawsuit. I think there's other ways Frank could make you disappear. <laughs> <laughs> there's still that one case of that one family that was going to testify against him that suddenly, oop, whoops, what happened to them? Let's Howdy, folks. This is Adam West. You're listening to, oh, my God, anything goes with Darren Frost on XM Radio's Laugh Attack. Oh, yeah. I'm saying he has mob ties. Yes, you said that. <laughs> okay, so next, being on a cruise. I have never been on a cruise. Have you, Dave? Well, I know what's going to happen now. I'm going to be. I was on a cruise when I was 14, but that okay. was it. That doesn't really like family. My mom always did like family bonding things that never really worked out. Right. But actually being on that cruise was the moment that I started having a bit of an interest in stand-up comedy when I overheard these, uh, I mean, I thought they were old people, but they might've been in their forties. Um, and uh, these people went to go and see this because, you know, as a stand-up comic, you have to have a clean show and you're allowed to do a dirty show at night. And I remember on this cruise ship that these uh, old, these people, I overheard them talking about, oh, we went to go see the Dirty Show from that comedian last night. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you can't say those things out in public. And and then they were sort of giggling. And, I, and that immediately sparked. Like, if I ever had to do a story about how I got interested in stand-up, that was probably the second or third one, because I already was listening to George Carlin and Steve Martin. But hearing those two other people talk about shit that, whoa, you couldn't say that out in public. I immediately was like, whoa, whoa, what were they saying? I want to know. <laughs> I, to be honest, I was supposed to be on a cruise during the pandemic. Yeah. March break, I was actually supposed to be going on my first ever cruise, and we had to cancel it three days beforehand because of the pandemic. Now, who's the comic that was that was flown off of a cruise ship? Was that you? Me? Was that Kenny? No. The rumor was it was Glenn Foster because he said shit or damn. Yeah. Oh, okay. And he got flown off by helicopter? I, I don't know. You can ask Glenn on your own time. <laughs> okay, well, I won't bother. It's a funny story if yeah. someone else tells it and has a good comic to put inside as the hero victim. Sure. What about you, Kathleen? Have you ever been on a cruise? I've been on a booze cruise in Mexico, and I was supposed to go on a cruise right after 9-11. And then what was happened? Like, well, I was, I was like, I think I was 20. And uh, my boyfriend and I at the time went to this like woman's show or something. I don't know what it was. It was like one of those trade shows. And there was a travel company there and they said, well, we have this $200 cruise. And we're like a $200 cruise. They're like, yeah, you just have to fly to Los Angeles. And then you can go on this cruise for $200. So we were like, yes, 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 let's do this. And then we signed all this stuff and we got everything ready. And then when we sent our passports in, they're like, are you guys 21? And we're like, no, we're like 20. And they're like, oh, you can't go. You have to be 21 to go on this cruise. So they found us a package, and we went to Puerto Vallarta instead to an all-inclusive. But, yeah, I didn't I didn't get to ever go on that cruise. And I'm not that sad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn you, 9-11. All right, number 14, gotten a piercing. I am no piercings. Dave, you have an earring? Or? No, I've never oh. had anything pierced. I'm, I'm too worried about 
I'm too worried. Any, every piercing, I have a feeling that someone's going to come up to me and rip it out. And uh, and also, I never wear sandals because I'm worried that someone's going to come up to me and stop me on the feet. I don't wear sandals either. I don't. I'm just. I can't. I'm I, someone's going to rip a fucking earring out. Someone's going to stomp on my feet. People are out to harm me, and I'm not going to wear clothes. I, that I'm I've never for. thought about the ripping out of the ear thing until yeah. I saw what Rouse has. The, the fucking thing Rouse has yeah. with the circles in there. I, every time I see someone like that, I'm like, someone could just fucking grab that and rip it out. Like, Your earlobe is quite strong. My One of my best friends is a piercer. Yeah, okay. She did this. I just got this done. Yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah. We've noticed. Um, Obviously, you have your ears. I've had my ears pierced. Um, I've had my nipples pierced. And I've had my nostril pierced. And when I was 18, I got my tongue pierced. And somebody at a 7-Eleven told my mom, because she was in line and the girl behind the counter had piercing. She goes, I don't know why you kids are doing that. My daughter just got her tongue pierced. And some dude behind her said, oh, that's so she can give better blowjobs. <laughs> and then my mom came over and she's like, is that why you got your tongue pierced? So I was like, no, I already was given great blowjobs. <laughs> and she's like, prove it. And some guy walks in. Yeah. And <laughs> Now you said that you had your you had them your breasts done. You no longer have them pierced. No, I had them. I had them pierced, and then I had an evening with uh, a dude, and he went a little bit too. He he didn't rip it out. He just like he like twist sucked it off. I guess I don't know. There was a barbell, and it fell oh. out. Oh. And then I'm like, well, I'm not gonna be a pirate. Like I don't want to have just one done. So then I took it out. <laughs> yeah. I'd get it done again. There's some really cool jewelry. Like, there's some really pretty nipple jewelry, actually. Okay, but yeah. did you ever get it caught? Like, so that's the, the big worry, right? When you get your, your breast done or something like that, you can get it yeah. caught. Did you ever get it caught when you had the barbell? No, they were barbells. They wouldn't, yeah, they didn't get caught on anything. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And, and did you get the tongue one just because of the old saying, or you just liked the look of it? I kind of just wanted to do it. Like, I just, I wanted something that was, like, kind of you can hide it a little bit i guess i don't know but I, i'm sure i wanted to impress that dude yeah i don't but i have a short tongue so the girl that pierced it she's like you have the cutest little tongue because i i was tongue-tied when i was a kid right so i had like a snip but like you can still see <sighs> oh, okay yeah it's a little too close yeah i didn't know that was a yeah. thing <laughs> But I didn't. But a lot of people say when you get your tongue pierced, it'll like hit the back of your teeth and stuff. But like, yeah. but I didn't have like it wasn't that long, right? Like it wasn't. So yeah. Now, have, I, you, have, have you ever been with a dude that's had his genitals pierced? Not uh, that I wanted it to be. I was, <laughs> I was in a room, a hotel room with this person, and they were like, I wasn't with them sexually, right. and they were, like, I have my penis pierced, and I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, do you want to see it? And I was like, no. <laughs> right. So yeah, no, I've never been with somebody that has had their penis pierced. I don't know if I. I like, I've never talked to a woman that has been with someone. Have you, Dave? Uh, like, they said so... that it made a difference. I mean, I, I'm not getting mine done, no matter how better it feels. I just don't know. Does it make it feel better for a woman, or is it more for a man? I don't know. I. I think there must be some stimulation for the guy or guys wouldn't do it. I mean, there must be, it is sort of one of those annoying things. Like it's sort of like, I think it's like when a guy says that, Oh, I got this new, I got a tattoo. They're really just waiting for the person to say, Oh, can I see it? 
So it's sort of like if you got your cock pierced, you're sort of like, oh, by the way, I got my cock pierced. (laughs) And then you're sort of like, and then you just know the person's like, okay, don't you want to see my cock this pierced? Right. You know, then it's just, it's like, uh, just show your cock. I mean, don't, but just, that's what you know that we want us to do or or people want to see. And I wouldn't get that done either because I would worry about someone ripping it out. Okay, we got just a few more minutes and we got to go. Uh, so a number, the last one tonight is uh, smoked. I have never smoked a single cigarette in my entire life or joint. Really? Oh, you're lost. Not even taking a puff of either. You're wow. lost. <laughs> yeah. I'm missing I, out. I used to uh, steal a pack of cigarettes from my mom in junior high. And then I'd go down into the ravine with about 10 girls. And we'd all smoke one. And then we'd like come back and spray each other with Hawaiian ginger and we'd all smell like a cloud of Hawaiian ginger and cigarette smoke and every all the teachers would be like, oh yeah, what were you idiots doing? <laughs> we just share one cigarette between everyone. Yeah. I never got into smoking. Like even when you could smoke at the bars, like whenever I smoked I'd always have a hangover after. Yeah. I smoked for from like 18 to about 34. Ooh. 36. And then I was able to, then I quit. And it wasn't even that tough for me. Like sometimes I'd want to have one after I did a set, but for the most part, it just, it, they just started to taste like shit. And I think I was in Barry with you, Darren, or I don't know if it was you or Dave. And then I remember it was such an awful show that I went up to the bouncer and I'm like, I don't smoke, but do you have a cigarette? Cause I want a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised. It was, it was, there, I don't know if you guys were there. It was one of you, like a woman and a man got into a fist fight in the middle of the show. There's so many Barry shows that are like... <laughs> yeah. that, unfortunately, that's not the first time that's happened for me there either. Yeah, yeah so who yeah. knows? But yeah, I have... Uh, that's the one time I ever was like, I think I want to... And then it didn't really do anything, so I'm like, I don't understand these things. Well, it sort of it's, it, it, it sort of turned into one of those things of like, oh, if, if I was having like the shittiest time, I'd have smoke, or if I would have the best time like after sex or a set or something cool then i'd be like yeah let's celebrate with this and then and then just the hassle of people getting up like every half hour to go outside now to have mm. a cigarette or go down an elevator or a flight of stairs and you know i don't know it's just to me to me my mother smoked so i hated it and then i remember before me in clubs in the beginning when they could smoke and you would just reek the next morning and your clothes would reek and you're like on the road and you'd have to do so much more laundry because everything stunk. I, yeah. I really hated it. Well, I don't like smoking weed. I just do it to get high. I'd rather eat it. Right. 